You're listening to the Active Lifestyle Marketer, brought to you by Tiger Creative, the creative agency for active lifestyle brands. Find out more at tigercreative.com. Welcome to the Active Lifestyle Marketer, a podcast dedicated to bringing industry experience and insight into marketing and active lifestyle brand. Whether you're a travel and leisure, fitness and sport, or a health and nutrition brand, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other active lifestyle brand executives, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Active Lifestyle Marketer. Today on the show, we have David Field, CEO of North America Salming. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Zach. Pleasure to be here. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about Salming, um, maybe the company backstory a little bit and, and a little brief history behind the brand and, and who you guys are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a good question and a lot of people aren't familiar with the, the backstory over here in the States, but we are a Swedish company. Uh, we were founded in 1991 by a former NHL Hall of Famer, Calls Sweden home um, after his playing days, which were with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. He went back to Sweden and then founded this company. It started off, you know, pretty basic in a clothing line, uh, underwear, athletic gear, um, kind of branched out into his bread and butter, which was hockey. Um, and from there, it kind of evolved into more of a focus on kind of European niche sports, indoor sports, floorball, which uh, most people over here don't really know what that is, but it's it's kind of like ice hockey, but without the skating. So kind of without the, the difficult parts. Okay. Um, and squash. So squash, again, gaining popularity over here in the States. It's a lot like racquetball. You see kind of more and more racquetball courts being transformed into squash courts. Um, but again, that's a huge European sport. And then uh, handball, which uh, gets some publicity every four years when the Olympics rolls around, but um, <laughs> over here, yeah, we don't we don't really focus on handball very much. Um, it's uh, very very popular in different pockets uh, with universities and club teams, um, but you know, over in Central Europe, Germany, the Czech Republic, it's a huge sport. Um, and then in 2014, we kind of began our foray into running, you know, obviously one of the biggest sports globally and, uh, you know, a huge market over here in the States and a sport that's, that's been booming, you know, for the past decade or so. Uh, so we've, we've kicked that off in Labor Day of 2014 and, and been going strong ever since. Very so cool. that's kind of, a who we are and where we've been and where we are kind of, uh, background on us. Very cool. And, and what was the, the reason behind the transition from like clothing and underwear into those, um, some of those sports that are popular in Europe? Honestly, I think the company just grew. Um, it was, it, it grew beyond Maurice Selming's capabilities, or I don't want to say capabilities, but his, uh, his intentions to manage. So when you got other people involved, um, you know, in order to kind of expand the brand, um, make it a stronger presence over in Europe. Uh, you, you, they kind of decided to venture out into some other sports. 
Okay, cool. And then how, how did you get involved with the brand and, and become CEO over the North America portion of it? So in uh, 2014, they were um, looking to bring it over here, uh, as I mentioned, in the States. Um, being this would be the biggest market in the world, it, it made sense to try to, to make an impact over here um, and, and grow the brand here. So um, I was initially hired on as the VP of marketing and held that position until January of this year, and in which place we kind of went over and through some organizational restructuring, and um, they offered me a position of CEO, so accepted it and uh, have have um, tackled the challenge at hand. So now, as you guys look into the next three to five years, what are kind of the goals for the company as you guys continue to expand and and continue to bring this brand to the states? Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, it's it's all about creating brand awareness, getting getting people familiar with what Salming is, what we're about, and you know where where we tend to be. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's ample room to grow in the running market. Um, will we ever be Nike or Adidas or Brooks? No, but um, that's not that's not who we want to be. You know, there's. There's a big, big spot for tertiary brands on the running side of things. And I think um, we've seen really positive and strong year over year growth from 2014 until now. Um, we just finished off first quarter of 2017 and, and the running side of things had a record breaking quarter for us. So all things on that side and, and in that sport are certainly trending upwards for us. Um, and then the indoor sports, I mean, you know, it's it's we're kind of a big fish in those sports over here. There's, there's not too many brands competing with us in squash and floorball, um, a few here and there, but we have a pretty good stranglehold on those markets. So, um, you know, I think our goal as a brand is to kind of increase participation in those sports. And when we increase participation in sports or help to increase participation in those sports, you know, ideally, and uh, realistically, I think we'll increase sales. Um, so I think three to five years, you know, we're, we're going to have a really strong focus on, on improving and growing the running line um, and, you know, staying true to who we are on the indoor side and, and kind of making more people aware of uh, what those sports are and, and how much fun they can be to participate in. And they're, they're just not for pros or kids or, mm-hmm. um, colleges they're sports everybody can enjoy and you know kind of encourage a lot of participation and then what kind of differentiates you guys from some of those other bigger brands that you mentioned um and, and sets you apart in that specifically maybe the running space um why would why would uh, a runner choose uh salming over a nike or adidas or a, a hoka or, or some other brand like that and you your tagline it looks like is no nonsense it probably it seems like you guys are tailored towards maybe a, a more hardcore um runner is that kind of the approach you're taking with the within within the running space you know when we first launched the running line uh it it became very popular immediately with your better runners your more elite level runners uh certainly not really who we're targeting uh we're targeting everybody i feel like there's a model of shoe that will fit and feel comfortable for for every style of runner um 
our philosophy and what makes us different from those other brands is that we kind of look at running from a holistic approach. It's not just, you know, your gait. It's, you know, we look at run form as a, as a full body route running motion. Um, kind of what your hands do and your head do can affect your hips and your hips can affect your knees and your knees can affect your ankle and so, so, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the components we really, you know, strongly advocate on behalf of the brand and, and is education. You know, how can we improve run form? And so we have a bunch of um, Solving Academy videos online, which people are able to access. We do, a, we have, you know, the only 4D full body running, running labs in the world that people can go on and really, you know, get one of those, you know, comprehensive uh, running analysis. Um, and we incorporate all that into our running shoes. So um, we don't put anything in the shoes that kind of that R&D and, and all that stuff stuff deems unnecessary Uh, we have a natural running philosophy and what that means is we're not gonna you know if you're a pronator or a supinator that's okay you know we think that's fine and and most people are um and you don't need posting or different kind of extensive uh support features in the shoe you just need a shoe that's going to get out of the way protect your foot but get out of the way and allow your natural gait and your natural, you know, range of motion and your mm-hmm. foot flexibility t- to kind of take over. And so, so are you that's guys kind putting, of where we differ. Okay. And are, so you guys are, are you guys putting a lot back into research and development so that you can educate and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the data that's used um, from the running labs, we have, we have two run labs in Sweden, one in Gothenburg at our corporate headquarters and then one in in Stockholm, and then we also have a couple here in the states. All that data is kind of looked at and analyzed, and we can kind of see, you know, the the trends or the patterns in everyday runners. You know, I think too, more often than not, the uh, the bigger shoe companies design shoes based on somebody having perfect running form, and that's just not the case for. 99.9% of the population. We all have our little unique things. You know, we look at, uh, we really look at run form like your fingerprint in that each is very unique to each individual. So, you know, we're, we're not trying to change that. We don't think there should be, you know, one standard form of running. Everybody's run form is unique and, and that's what works for them. And we're going to give them a tool that can, uh, like I said, get out of their way, okay. protect their foot, but get out of their way. So the shoes are extremely lightweight, low heel to toe drop, you know, extremely flexible. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of where the brand is coming from, from the design philosophy. Interesting. And then and then is that design philosophy and that approach to more of a minimalist design, uh, a more uh, get out of your way type design? Is that what you're pushing with your brand and your messaging and, and um, how you're communicating what salming in is and how it's different yeah i mean the i, I hate to use the term uh, minimal or minimalist because i think a lot of people generally perceive that as you know there's nothing there with the shoes uh-huh. uh, and that's not the case i mean there's plenty of cushioning there's there's plenty of shoe there to protect your foot um you're certainly not barefoot running gotcha. um, but but we are you know designing a shoe that's 
like I said, you hopefully don't notice it's there. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want a shoe that, you know, it, it just kind of becomes part of you. Right. Is the goal. Very cool. So can you share some marketing strategies and approaches that have brought you guys success as you have expanded into the American market? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, we don't have the the big boy budgets of Under Armour, Nike, Brooks, but we've kind of stolen a page from what's worked over in Europe for Salming, and that is um, a marketing strategy that involves uh, three layers. Um, the first layer is social media. We're all familiar with it. We're all familiar with how effective it can be. For us, it's a great way to constantly connect with the people that are connected with the brand or, or exploring the brand. You know, It's generally the first time they've experienced it, seen Salming, um, and it's a, you know, it's a great avenue for us to market inexpensively. Uh, our second layer would be getting out to as many different events as we can. So whether that be bigger expos like the, the Chicago Marathon or an Ironman event, or whether it be kind of more local, like a, an event in Fayetteville, um, we try to get the products out there, get them on people's feet, let them experience them, talk to them. What are their concerns? What are they feeling when they put their shoes on? Is it good? Is it bad? We want all sorts of feedback at those events. Um, and again, it's it, even three, four years in, we're still getting questions at these events. You know, who are you guys? Where are you about? Tell me your story. What makes you different? A lot of the questions we've gone over today, we get constantly at expos. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's it's nice that, you know, here we are in 2017 and we're going to expos and people are starting to be familiar with us. So they've seen us somewhere before, whether that's on social media, whether that's been in um, maybe a review in a magazine or seen our shoes at a different event. Um, So we're starting to kind of uh, get some traction where people are familiar with the brand at these expos. Um, So that's nice. It's showing that our efforts are paying off uh, on different ways. Um, And then lastly, our, our third layer is through different ambassadors. So our brand ambassadors are anyone from elite level runners and triathletes to just your really passionate neighborhood runner who's going to, you know, throw down a four hour half marathon time. Um, So these are people that are influencers in the community, people that are hopefully screaming our praises at the top of their lungs. Um, We've kind of taken the ambassador program from probably 10 to 15 in 2014 and grown it on the running side to about 75 to 80 here in the States in the course of the three years. Um, It's something I want to continue to grow year after year because I think it's proven to be really an effective uh, way of, you know, everybody talks about word of mouth advertising and that this is a tremendous way to achieve that. So Mm -hmm. that's, those are, those are the three layers that we really focus on. We do a little bit of um, advertising here and there in some different publications and, you know, try to get as many different reviews of the shoes done as possible, whether it be different vloggers or runner's world or lava, uh, the different larger um, triathletes and, and running magazines as well. Okay, cool. And you guys, you mentioned you're not just focused on the running space, but you're making a push into some of those other endurance sports like triathlon, duathlon, some of those things, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I find that uh, 
our shoes really resonate with the triathletes um, for a number of different reasons. Um, most of our better known ambassadors are triathletes. Um, six-time Ironman world champ Mark Allen is an ambassador for us. Um, the shoes really, for whatever reason, kind of fit that niche very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's an area that I really wanted to focus hard on in, in this year. And we've done a good job of, of you know, working with some different publications uh, you know, the, the guys at Ironman, the guys at Lava, um, to really to really get our message out and, and expose people to the brand. Um, and then the other sports you mentioned, you know, duathlon. Again, there's, there's not a whole lot of opportunity to specifically market to those athletes. But, um, you know, if you're a duathlete, you're probably connected in some w- form or another to the, the triathlon world. Um, right. So, you know, that's something that's, uh, you know, effective for us as well. And then, you know, a third one that's really coming into its own is is kind of trail run and OCR. And we have a couple different models out right now. And, uh, you know, a fall release, which has garnered a lot of uh, recognition and um, support so far. And then next year we have some even some even more exciting news to, to announce shortly on the on the trail segment. So uh, when I look at what we're doing from a company standpoint, I see a lot of potential in growing the trail segment. I think it's something we haven't uh, haven't hit hard enough yet. But with the fall release of the Trail Five and the spring release of a new shoe called the OT Comp, I think we'll we'll be a player, a very strong player in that market. That's awesome. Well, I hope that goes well for you guys. Um, yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> so as as you guys uh, expand with your ambassadors. Are you are you uh, bringing on ambassadors that uh, obviously are are your focus? You have a big focus in like elite runners and and triathletes and maybe the pro segment. Um, do they have? Do you have requirements on like the following that they themselves have so that you make sure you've you've got a big following behind those ambassadors or does that matter? Because um, that's how we found out and were f- referred to you for this podcast was through a professional triathlete, um, Robin Pomeroy, a couple episodes episodes ago and she she's an ambassador i don't know if she's sponsored by you guys or just an ambassador but that's how we found out about salming um for this podcast so are, are you looking for athletes with a huge following or not necessarily does is that a requirement what does that look like well i mean when we kind of segment the ambassadors um, we kind of have our elite level ambassadors which would be someone like robin um, someone like mark allen um, and of the of the 75 or so that we have currently in that elite level, you're talking about 10 to 12. It's not many. Okay. And the reason it's not many isn't because we don't love how athletic and how successful they've been in in their respective sports. It's just a matter of, you know, they're professional athletes. They don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate to other things. Um, and those other things would be kind of the singing our praises, the helping us out at different events, the, you know, kind of the blogging, stuff like that. And and we look for, you know, to fill out those other 65 ambassadors, we look for those passionate people, those influencers in the community, the people that do have large followings on social media. Um, those That's where that following is important is with those people. And, you know, I personally find that those people are probably more effective for us as ambassadors than the elite level triathletes. Um, and I appreciate certainly, you know, Robin's efforts, um, in what she does, um, and Mark's and the rest of those guys. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's the everyday guys, it's your neighbors that are the, the great ambassadors for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're looking for those, certainly social media following, you know, kind of 
other things. Do they have a blog? Uh, are they active? Things like that certainly come into consideration. Right. Well, and, and those those people tend to um, relate to a, a general audience a lot more so than like a professional triathlete. That a professional triathlete is going to have a different lifestyle and and I'm going to, as a, just a general consumer, I'm going to look at them a lot differently than I am, uh, someone who maybe is just a, a, a generally active person like I am. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the kind of trying to get this brand out of that stereotype that we first had when we launched the run line here, which was, oh, those are shoes. They're great shoes, but they're for really good runners. So they're for elite level athletes. And that's just not simply the case. That's just the people that, you know, really gravitated to the brand first were those were those athletes. Uh, Interesting. You know, now that we've kind of now that obviously as sales have increased and more and more people have become familiar with the brand, got the shoes on their feet. We're in more retail stores. You know, we have a bigger market share. Um, it's now you're starting to see the, you know, hey, that's not just for an elite level. That's that's for anybody. Anybody right. can benefit from wearing a solving. Interesting. Now, can you share some? An example or two, maybe of some struggles and challenges you guys have experienced lately, um, or challenges that are inherent with your industry, and maybe share how you've worked to overcome some of those challenges and struggles, especially maybe as you guys have branched out into this American market. Yeah, I think I think throughout the U.S. and Canada, you're seeing a huge struggle uh, with retail businesses in general, and that you know certainly we're seeing that with specialty run and try shops. Uh, more and more of them are you know, either closing down um, or just playing it very safe, close to the vest, uh, not willing to take risks on a tertiary brand like Salming. Uh, you know, we've have we've had a good amount of success in getting into retail space uh, over the past few years. But I think as a trend, you're seeing kind of the industry head more online. You know, the struggles with especially running, people might go into your local fleet feet, get fit for a shoe, and then go find it online for 10 or 15% less. Right. So that's, you know, it's, it's really disconcerting because especially kind of the backbone of this industry and it's who we support first and foremost. But, you know, it's when you see the trend so strongly heading into the World Wide Web, um, we have to prepare ourselves for that too. So we're kind of, you know, stuck in a little bit of a hard place right now where, you know, we still really want to support uh, we want to build those relationships. Whole is is kind of disappearing in the country, um, and so we're, you know, doing our best. The, the most important thing we can do in that space is really build relationships and forge strong bonds and and build, you know, our brand and help build up, you know, that retail store, that partner of ours, um, and support them in any way we can, uh, and then. At the same time, prepare for you know what's coming, and and sadly, that's just a world where most of our shopping is done on the internet. Um, and you know, figuring out what does that look like, who are the key players in that in that realm that we need to start doing business with, and and you know, how do we get in there, and what does that business model look like two or three years from now? Because I, you know, it's not just this industry; it's just going to look a lot different in a lot of different industries, and it's. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a little scary to think about, you know, but um, it's coming and, you know, we, we got to prepare now and we got to think about that now because uh, if we don't, we're going to be behind the eight ball when, uh, when, it, when it, the inevitable happens. Right. So what are you guys doing to, to prefer, prepare for that inevitable? So are you, are you making a shift towards, um, you, met, you mentioned like 
pushing and finding partners within that online space? Are you making a push towards direct sales from your own website? Uh, both? What does that kind of look like as you guys? Yeah, all, yeah, all of the above. I mean, I mean, we are, you know, absolutely all of the, all of the above. Uh, you know, we've already forged relationships with, you know, some of the bigger online running detailer, retailers, uh, running warehouse, Roadrunner Sports, um, Tri Sports on the Tri, tri side of things. Um, you know, maybe eventually something like Zappos might be an option. Um, and then, of course, we're constantly looking to, you know, drive traffic through our own web shop. You know, we have a whole lot of product that's not available in retail space that's only available on our web shop, um, a lot of our apparel line. So we're constantly making tweaks there and, and trying to really create a pleasant shopping experience for everybody uh, online. Um, so, and then obviously, you know, you talk about going online, you have to talk about, you know, making everything mobile friendly. So that's another layer, you know, it's becoming more and more people are buying more and more on their mobile devices versus their laptop or desktop. So there's a lot of different things going on and a lot of different moving pieces to try to keep up with, but, you know, we're working through it as a team and, and with the help of, uh, the corporate offices over in Sweden and, and their marketing department, we think we've we've come up with some pretty good solutions and some pretty good um, environments for people to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's going to be different, but it's exciting for sure. Okay, cool. And so what are, what specifically are some of those things that you guys are doing to, to combat that and, and be successful in that space? Uh, obviously a lot is probably trial and error and, and figuring things out as you go because no one really knows um, uh, how to be successful in this space because it's so new. But what have you guys seen? Where have you guys seen success um, in in pushing this, this online space? Well, what we've seen success, as I mentioned, is in a lot of the products that aren't available in retail stops. Um, you know, we have a, a huge apparel collection that's, I think, second to none uh, for both running and our indoor sports. Um, and, you know, go, that gets back to kind of a lot of specialty run shops just don't have a lot of space for apparel. It's kind of a, it's kind of a loss leader for them. It's difficult to compete with the outlet shops, mm -hmm. um, the malls. So um, we see a lot of success with, you know, people coming to the shop, maybe browsing up the shoes, but Hey, maybe a jacket catches their eye. And so, you know, we do a lot of work with the web shop trying to, you know, like I said, get it user friendly, but also try to create an environment that uh, promotes impulse buys or multiple, multiple, uh, multiple items in the cart. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it's a it's a trial and error thing. But, um, you know, it's something we we work at daily. And we kind of as a team, look at what's working, what's not working, we digest a ton of data every morning, um, to try to, to guide us through that process. And you know, I think we're, you know, our sales numbers tell us we're doing a pretty good job. There's room for improvement, of course, but um, we're just going to keep grinding away at it. That's cool. And then how are you guys creating an experience for your user that, that keeps them coming back and uh, maybe fosters some brand loyalty and, and hopefully brand advocacy with what you guys are doing? You know, I think a lot of that goes back to the social media side and just connecting with our fans, followers, customers. Um, we have a you know, a really strong following on social media. I call it kind of guys and gals are very um, loyal to the brand, really spread our, spread the love for us on a lot of different message boards and private groups, things like that. Um, and then we've also created some different groups um, like 
some different things. Like we have a, a solving Strava team. So if you're not familiar with Strava, it's like kind of a, a community that kind of, um, you know, you kind of compete against one another in different runs or bikes or swims and you kind yeah. of tracks your exercise for the week and, and your records and stuff like that. So and we, we kind of have a solving team that has their own. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves Strava. So we have, yeah. uh, a solving team they kind of they all compete against one another on the on the solving strava page and um that's a lot of fun so it's it's you know great for customers that are all say in indianapolis they can you know all compete against each other in the same routes whether it's a bike route or running route set the records break the records etc um and we kind of call that our swedish project um so they all kind of uh gather on there and we kind of you know, it's a little play on words, um, but we kind of have some special apparel for everybody that's part of the Swedish project. And it kind of certainly, you know, brings and breeds brand loyalty. And I think it's a lot of fun for everybody to be involved with something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and are you guys educating within Strava? We have not educated within Strava yet. Uh, I'm actually not even certain that that's possible. It may be. I'd have to look into it a little bit more to tell you the truth. Um, all of our education is done through um, what's online via our website, um, the, the Solving Academy, or through in-person clinics that a lot of our um, elite level ambassadors help us out with, or even some of our just local ambassadors help us out with some run clinics um, here and there. So that's that's where the education piece comes in. And then, and then of course, the Run Lab, which would be conducted by um, generally a, you know, a, a specialist um, and they're able to dissect the data and, and kind of educate people here and there on different different pieces involved with um, gate analysis. Right. Okay, cool. And how are you guys implementing strong storytelling in, in your marketing efforts? We know that consumers primarily make purchasing uh, purchases emotionally and stories affect humans at that emotional level. So how are you guys using storytelling to drive or influence your customers' uh, purchasing decisions, especially since you're having – since you have such a huge push in that social media, new media space. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to our ambassadors and what they're able to do for us. Um, they're able to, to share their stories, their experiences with solving. And then, and then we're able to share in their successes, you know, via our social channels. So it's kind of a, it's full circle, um, I think. And then, you know, basically, as far as the storytelling, it's, you know, it goes back to the ambassadors. It's all about them. Um, what have they been able to achieve? Where have they come from? I mean, doesn't mean they necessarily won a race, but hey, maybe they maybe they dropped thirty seconds off their PR in a five k, or maybe they dropped thirty pounds over the course of six months. It can be any number of different things that make up the success story, and that people will relate to and have an emotional connection to. So, you know, with seventy five plus ambassadors, there's plenty of opportunities for um, some really good stories. Um, get them on a weekly basis and we try to share them kind of reformat them, share them as possible, as much as possible via, you know, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, maybe LinkedIn here and there. Um, so that's, that's, that's how we go about it. Okay, cool. So you guys are allowing your, essentially your audience to tell their own stories and then you're taking that content and repurposing it and putting it back out through your own channels. Yeah. I mean, we want it to be, I think when a brand does it, it can kind of come across as disingenuine. Um, but I think when we share the stories of of the people that are connected with the brand, I think it um, I think it resonates a lot more, and it, mm -hmm. it, it's more powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. Where are your big social media presence 
uh, or plat- what platforms are you guys focusing in on? Right now, uh, we focus on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We also have a YouTube channel, which has all sorts of different kind of promotional videos, but also all the Salming Academy videos. Um, we've kind of explored and experimented a little bit with Snapchat, uh, but that's not really in our in our repertoire um, just yet. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be or not. We're still trying to figure out the best way to use that if we do use it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us if we're going to be on a social media channel to do it as effectively as possible. Right. Um, I think it, I think you see a lot of brands just getting on everything because they think they should be on there. Um, and, you know, a great example, we were on Pinterest for a while. And, uh, you know, it makes sense for us to be on Pinterest, but I just couldn't get enough you know, unique and different content, um, to do it at the time. And it just kind of sat there and sat there and we didn't really do anything with it. Um, so we kind of made the decision collectively to, uh, deactivate it and, and reevaluate it maybe a year or two down the road. Maybe when we have a little bit more bandwidth, you know, we have some more ambassadors that maybe want to take an active role in, in managing one of the social media channels. That's certainly something we would look at. Um, but so we've, we've really tried to stay focused on, on those four and really do them, do them well. I mean, I think we use them all for, it's kind of a different purpose. Each one kind of has its own unique value to us. And, and that's where we're at with uh, social media. And have you seen success from one over the other, or, or like, are you seeing more success from Facebook in driving traffic or Instagram? What does that look like? Where's your strengths as far as social media goes? I'd say our strength lies in Facebook. Um, and I say that just because Facebook still dominates the numbers. I mean, it still has the most users, um, old and young, you know, just a breaches a very broad audience. Uh, it's, it's a channel that we're able to kind of, you know, promote the brand, promote the, the stories as we touched on, um, whether it's something as simple as, you know, promoting a singular product or uh, an entire collection, we're able to do that pretty easily on Facebook and, you know, track conversions and website clicks and, and link backs through the insights, which is really simple to use. So that, it, you know, Facebook I find is, is the, is the best tool for us still. Mm-hmm. My favorite social media channel would be Instagram. And I think it's one we're really actively trying to grow. Um, and it, it helps now that they're kind of tied in t- with Facebook that we can kind of, uh, you know, hit on the same things we just we just touched on with the, on the promotional side um, and get those people clicking back to our web shop or website um, articles here and there. So uh, and, and then Instagram, I think, is, you know, the easiest place to tell a story. It's it's real time. Essentially, it's a great place for ambassadors to get involved with the brand or you know, people that aren't even ambassadors. I mean, it's, it's a great place for just people just to hashtag us. We can, you know, have conversations with them. Um, it's a great, great medium and we're a visual, very visual brand. So it, it works in our favor that way as well. Yeah. So then, and is, is content always a struggle, especially when you start thinking about, um, context for each social platform because every platform requires a different context um is it i mean it for a a brand like you guys it's got to be difficult to constantly be putting out new and fresh content 
um, how do you guys handle that struggle and, and, and make sure you're putting out, um, consistency. Yeah. Consistency is key. Uh, singular voice is key. Uh, you know, it's like we touched on earlier, it's kind of repurposing a lot of content that's published by our ambassadors or maybe psalming over in Sweden or, or psalming in Germany, um, being able to find different unique ways to use kind of the same content. There's plenty of it out there. It's, it's just a matter of, again, deciding which channel it should go on and uh, which channel it's most, most effective on and uh, kind of building out that schedule to, to make sure that it's, it's as most effective as possible. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your, your, the purpose behind Salming? Like why Salming exists beyond just creating high quality running shoes? Salming exists to make you a more efficient and injury-free runner. It's, it's, we are here to help you enjoy the sport more. And, you know, you're going to do that when you're running naturally. You're not having to constantly think about being injured or is your foot landing in the right spot. Um, so that's what we're about. We're about bringing the fun back into, into running and, and keeping you out there, keeping you injury free, keeping you running well mm-hmm. into your, uh, well into retirement. And can you share a little bit uh, about the purpose behind Salming and, and why you guys exist as a running shoe company? What, um, not only what makes you different, but why, what's the, what's the purpose that drives Salming running shoes? And then how are you guys educating and storytelling to your audience to drive home that purpose and that why behind what you guys do? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're certainly giving it our best shot. I mean, we're, as, as we touched on, we have the, the Salming Academy videos and we do clinics and the run lab is a, is a huge instrumental piece in, in what we are the backbone of the company essentially. Um, but there's, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're pushing the science, we're pushing, you know, what the journal of, of American sports medicine said, which is, you know, you don't need these things in your shoes. You need a shoe that gets out of the way. Um, people have been running, you know, it's, it's back to basics, essentially. It's removing all the gimmicky stuff from the shoes, um, keeping it simple, keeping it fun. And, you know, it, it, I'd be lying if I said it's not a struggle to convince people of this. Uh, there's a lot of marketing jargon out there to suggest otherwise from, from various companies. Um, Mm -hmm. but we really stand firm in what we believe in. And, you know, that's kind of the principle of the company. And, you know, as long as we stay true to those values, I think over time you'll see that the trends kind of roll back this way. And, and, uh, you know, I think we can have a, you know, we told you so moment at that point. So you guys are making sure that you're staying true and consistent to that narrative. Yeah, I think, I think that's super important as a brand. I mean, I don't want to call any, any of our competitors out. Um, but you see people, you see different brands kind of promoting, uh, different values or different philosophies. And you're like, how can you believe this and still believe that? And it doesn't make sense as a, as a company solving believes in one thing and that's allowing your foot to, to function naturally and, and designing a shoe to get out of your way. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're always going to be about. You'll see some differences in, in the shoe from year to year, but at its absolute core, it's about 
natural writing. That's great. That's really cool. Well, David, this has been a ton of great content. I so appreciate you being on the show and, and uh, chatting with us and, and answering some of our questions. If listeners have questions for you or want to uh, learn more about Salming, how can they get a hold of you? They should go online. Check us out. Check out the videos. Check out the products. Um, learn a lot about us. Learn about the, com- the company, our history, um, why we believe in what we do. It's all right there online. Then go to salming.com. Um, you'll, you'll probably want to make sure you go to, uh, the U S site unless you're fluent in multi- multiple languages. <laughs> but, um, once you find your way there, uh, you should have no problem navigating your way through and, and really, really getting a, a good understanding of, of what solving is and who we are. And for our California listeners, if, if they want to experience salmon running shoes and, and test them out or try them out. Is there a way that they can do that, whether it's local shops or do you guys have programs for um, trial for your equipment? What does that kind of look like? Yeah, we do demo runs uh, quite a bit at different, uh, especially run shops. Um, what I would suggest anybody out in California do would be, good, you know, again, on our web, sh- web shop is and our website is a um, local retailer link, which they can kind of figure out and, and find a spot closest to them. Awesome. They carry solving. Perfect. Well, thank you, David. I so appreciate it. And uh, we wish you guys the best as you continue to expand out here in the States. And uh, we'll look forward to watching as you guys continue to grow. Well, Zach, I certainly appreciate you having me on. It was a blast. Awesome. Thanks, David. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Active Lifestyle Marketer. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other active lifestyle brand leaders or know someone who would be a great guest on the Active Lifestyle Marketer, let us know. We love connecting with active lifestyle brand executives and sharing their insights and knowledge with our audience. Just send us an email at info at tigercreative.com. And lastly, if you need help telling your brand story, we would love to share how we could help in that process. Check us out at tigercreative.com. See you next time.